and welcome back to C Red UK, where quite simply it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? Well, I don't really know how to answer that question, Matt, to be perfectly honest with you. Because, you know, we hadn't recorded yet this week, and I was all happy last week when we were leading into talking about doing a recording with a couple of wins, and it all looked really rosy and really good, and we've been playing well. And then just when it started coming towards the games that we should win, what did the Bulls do? They turned to fucking shit. And now I'm pissed off. Yeah. Um, quite the intro. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's yeah, just, uh, there's no point in dancing around this anymore. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've thrown me a little bit there now. Um, <laughs> and I'm like the positive that. one. Well, I wasn't expecting Nigel to turn up this quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you uh, just said, we recorded last Thursday and we were set to record at the start of the week and it was going to be a happy, you know, look at us, we've got two wins podcast. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, scheduling and work and real life got in the way and we, we couldn't get it recorded. Um. And then we've had another two games since, and uh, yeah, we're not in a very good place at the minute, which we'll get into. Um, obviously, as you all know, we're going to Paris next week, so I expect quite a lot of French from this episode. <laughs> yeah, and, as I've already uh, kicked off with, <laughs> apologies. Yeah, uh, it's not our best French, I'll give you that, but we'll, yeah, we'll get by. So yeah, um, just wanted to start this one with some latest news now obviously it's quite hard to bring any latest news when the latest news is matches doesn't tend to be a lot through the season um, but this week we have actually had some some good some not so good so I'm going to start with the positive and then hopefully at the end of the podcast I have another positive to finish with after the shit show in the middle <laughs> so yeah yesterday um, Bulls PA uh, or public announcer, Tim Sinclair, announced that he was going to become a three-time All-Star. Um, you know, congratulations to Tim. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he's our guy. We use two of his apps that he's created. So without him, none of this would be possible. Yep. Um, but in terms of him as, obviously, the public announcer, three-times All-Star now. Obviously, we're going to Utah this, this year. Don't get much better than that, does it? No, I mean, you know, like I said, I said to Tim in, in a in a message on Twitter, um, what what an achievement, what a voice, and what an absolute all round nice guy. I mean, you know, I, I can't wait to the day we finally get to meet him because um, you know we 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 have occasional messages with him, and it, he is just such a nice nice guy, so deserving of this, and his voice has just become so iconic in the sport of, uh, of basketball, it's truly deserved. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, once again, congratulations, Tim, and I look forward to hearing you in Utah. Uh, staying with the All-Star, they've just dropped today the um, second sort of fan, mm-hmm. fan vote. Uh, not even going to get into it. There's no change. I think the only change I kind of noticed was Julius Randle had popped in. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, DeMar DeRozan, there's a few people have changed places, but DeMar DeRozan is still the only bull in there, so you know what to do, yeah. Bulls Nation. 
get voting. Let's get Zach there at least. Oh, in the yeah, top I mean, he's league. been playing like an all-star the last few games. I mean, he definitely deserves to be there, I think, now. Yeah. And then the last bit of news, and I've got a little bit of a rant about this one. Um, come out, was it Tuesday, that Javante Green was going to have, I don't even know the word for it, It's too, there's too many letters in it, too many, you know, I'm Northern, I don't, don't do medical stuff. Basically, he was having a clean-up in his knee. An arthroscopic um, debridement. Yeah, yep, that's that's what I said. Um, there we go. <laughs> I told you there's too many letters in there. It sounds almost <laughs> French, to be honest. Um, yeah, obviously it's similar um, procedure as to what Zach and Lonzo originally had won it. Basically, yeah. go in, see what's going on, tidy anything up that needs tidying up and on the road to recovery. Um, I believe it happened yesterday. Not, yeah. I don't, I've not seen any updates. Um, um, he posted a picture on Insta um, of him kind of sitting up in the in the hospital bed after it, I think. Yeah, so I mean, I've just got a couple of things on it. I mean, obviously, it's a huge loss to the team. Massive. Everyone knows that Javante is my guy. And a few things I saw on various socials were... Just got me a little bit mad, to be fair. So I just play the uh, the raging bull sound. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Ah! Yep. So there we go. Um, couple of comments or a few comments. So I was like, trade him. Um, with the team's not going to miss him anyway. You know all that sort of bollocks. And for them people, all I can say is get in the bin. You know, you put some respect on the man's <laughs> name. He's more important to this team than anybody realises, I think. Oh, for sure. Uh, we could have definitely done with him last night. So, yeah. you know, speedy recovery to him. Hopefully, we see him back on the court at some point. Obviously, gutted. We're not going to see him in Paris next week. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine he travels, but who knows. Um, here's Javante Green. I'm sure he'll just jump, jump his way there anyway. <laughs> Maybe not having a knife in your knee, but who knows? Yeah, wouldn't put anything past him. Yeah. But yeah, speedy recovery and uh, hopefully we get to see him again. At, well, they've said a month, don't they? They expect it at least. Yeah, they've said a month, but I mean... Uh, yeah. We had that with Lonzo, didn't we? So it, It's very on. hard. <laughs> it's very hard to put any faith or trust in any of the time frames that they seem to put on these things. Yeah. yeah. They always seem to go that little bit further at you know, by at least a week or two, or in Lonzo's case, a year or two. Uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. So we'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully he bounces back from it. And um, best of luck, Savage Roo. Yeah, after you kicked me whilst I was down last night with a little, um, what was it you said? We could have done with him, could have done with his energy. Yeah, could have done. Well, yeah. we could have. We could have used his energy last night. Well, we could, um, but he didn't have to tell me that. Not at three o'clock in the morning when I was already pissed off about the place. <laughs> Sorry about that. My pain is your pain, Matt. My pain is yeah. your pain, and everybody else's pain at home as well. <laughs> so yeah, we'll um, we'll move on to the the bulk of the episode now, and the title of this episode is "What even is this Bulls team?" Or what even is this team? And I don't think anybody really knows, but we'll attempt to. Give some kind of opinion on it, I guess. Yeah. 
So yeah, like we said at the start, we last recorded last Thursday just after we'd beat Nets. That sparked a three-game win streak. Football's, what were we, two below 500? Yes. After that, uh, after oh, after the three-game win streak, obviously taking in the victory over the Sixers and then Jazz. Uh, just quickly on them games, obviously all about Zach Levine against Sixers. Um, just went off from three, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, Absolutely unbelievable. What was it, 11 of 13 that he ended up yeah. hitting? 11 of 13, yeah. You know, um, and then... Obviously against Jazz, a bit more of a tougher win. Second game in a back-to-back. They looked tired. You know, they threw away leads as pair. But they got it done. Um, obviously that game seemed to be all about Lowry, didn't it? Which yeah. I get, you know, congratulations, Lowry. You've, you've found your place in Utah. But it's like I said to you in that game, one thing I really can't, get my head around with Bulls fans is why the uh, what was I think I mean what the words or what was I said to you now but why they sort of crave after old players essentially yeah 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 you know to do it doesn't matter who it is you know when they're here they don't want them here they leave they find themselves and then it's like oh why didn't we have this version of them why didn't we have this and that's what we're getting with Lowry but he was he never to... going to be the player that he is now under our system. No, and he's never going to want to come back to Chicago either because no. I imagine the years that he had here have left a bit of a sour taste in his mouth. I'd say so, yeah. You know, the same with Wendell Carter. You know, yeah. why did people keep saying let's bring him back, bring him back? No, because they weren't the players they are now when they was here first time so chances are they're not going to be that player again because the systems have all changed yeah they basically found a system that works for them Lowry's the go-to guy in Utah he is and he's showing it and like I say congratulations to him glad yeah. he's going to be an all-star potentially Play, playing like an all-star absolutely you know but don't come back to the UC and do stuff that you didn't do while you was here and then a scream and shout about it because I got no respect for players when they do that. We saw it with Bobby Portis the other week. We get it, but you know the fans still appreciate what you actually did here. So we don't need to see that from you. Uh, you know, so yeah. I, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of get that though. Do you know, you you played you play for a team. You you give them you know however many years. It doesn't work out for you for whatever reason, good, bad or indifferent. You go away, you start finding your feet and then when you come back to your old team, you want to perform well. And when you do, there's there's almost like a, a visceral, primal release for these players. I, I get it. I do. Get yeah, it. I, I get it, but I just don't like it. <laughs> it is. I'm enough. not into all that, like, you know, sportsmanship bollocks it's like when I always said to you one thing that really pisses me off is when they rush over and pick people up off the court just yeah. get up and get on with the game you don't need helping up you're a grown man get up get on with it do you know do you know what makes me laugh about that it's not so much the people running over to help them up I kind of I quite like that side of it 
it's the it's the player that's on the ground. Like, and Demar's actually really bad for it. He sits sitting up, there waiting. like, yeah, he sits up. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him, but he doesn't get up. He'll sit there as if to say, "Come on, come on, get me up, up, <laughs> up we go." <laughs> Which that, yeah. that's the side of it that kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> surprisingly so yeah um, obviously we got it done in the end and what I did like was the fact that Lowry missed a big three for him quite near the end of it which could have brought him a lot closer yeah he wasn't great from three but I mean he was awesome in the paint it was a but, career high in dunks wasn't it which probably more eight? dunks yeah probably more dunks in that game than he got while he was in Bulls wasn't it I tell you it wasn't far off which is uh, why I've got I, I, don't, I don't feel this thing of bringing back you know it's just not for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I just don't see the point of bringing Lowry back to the, to the Chicago Bulls because he's not going to be the player he is in Utah in Chicago. No. It's, it's just not going to happen. No. It's like Big Dave always says, he's home in Utah. Exactly. He's in his comfort you know, zone and that's why he's playing the way he's playing. Yeah, and congratulations to him. Yeah, absolutely. But Jazz is still a losing team. So well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um then obviously started this week we lost to Celtics it was a tough game to take that one yeah it was because we were competitive all the way through obviously we didn't get blown out obviously we lost to Mar in the third which has an effect I'm guessing yeah Yeah. Uh, once again Zach stepped up and sort of kept it close didn't he got it within two Um, wasn't it in the last few minutes yeah, and then we just went to shit. And obviously, Horford hit that big three, didn't he? Uh, yeah. And that kind of killed it off. That's it. You know, you, nobody wants to lose, but that's the sort of loss that you can just about get by with. Well, you can. Once it's a competitive and the effort is there and the intensity is there, I, I, and, and it's against a good team, I can, I can, hand, I can handle those losses. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they were the best team in in the NBA. Were they coming into it? So yeah, yeah, you know, and and you just have to take those losses in the in, on the chin. I mean, this is an eighty-two game season. Nobody wins eighty-two games. There are losses, um, but when you lose to a, a good team and you play well against them and you give them your all and you push them to the wire, you just have to take it. Okay, we lost this one. We move on. Yeah. So. I, mean, I don't know if you've got anything else on them three before we move into last night. No, just the only thing was uh, you mentioned Zach got the player of the game against the Sixers, but he also got player of the game against the Jazz and player of the game against the Celtics as well. Yeah, and well, we'll get into it now. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, the fourth game in this stretch was last night against the Washington Wizards. Well, not even the Washington Wizards. No, it wasn't. I, I don't it know what the, the name the of their Wazards. G League. Yeah, I don't even know what the name of their G League team is, but it was essentially that. 
obviously we fell to a hundred to ninety-seven loss. Um, obviously, Zach made it four in a row with his player of the games for us. Well, he was the only Bulls player, apart from maybe Kobe, who decided they wanted to play basketball last night. Yeah, so I mean, we'll do a quick rundown on the game and then get into the talking points that have come from it. Um, essentially, we was up, what was it, 13 at the half. Um, and looked good doing it. We looked fully in control. Uh, the Wizards looked rubbish. We looked strong. And then it went to the half time. Yeah, I mean, we got off to a slow start, didn't we? We couldn't hit anything. Yeah, we were down, was it 8, 10? Yeah, and then we slowly got into it. Yeah. Did we finish the first up by about four, didn't we? Something like that, I think. Yeah. I got it in front of me. Um, I don't either, but yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, and then at the half, we were... Okay, I've got it up now. Uh, innuendo, for anyone listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. First quarter, 29-25. Second quarter, we won 30-21. Uh, so obviously we was up big at the half conceded a season low of uh, 46 yeah at the half and then into the third and we give up 41 41 and only 46 in the first two quarters and 41 in the third just 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 let that soak in for a second. That is some <laughs> that is some crazy shit. Yeah, whilst only scoring 21 as well. Yeah. And then obviously into the fourth, we actually won the fourth, 17-13. And that kind of tells you how the fourth went for yeah, both I teams. 17-13 is just diabolical from both teams. You know, I mean, what was it? Wizards had a scoring drought. Of about three minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, but so did Bulls, we. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, Bulls kind of went, you know what? Oh, my beer. Watch this. <laughs> We're not going to hit anything. Anything you can do, I could do better. <laughs> I mean, what was it? At one point, we had about six empty possessions, didn't we? Something like that in a row. <sighs> it was ridiculous. It's just, you know, and like we've said, Zach got a player of the game. He got 19 points in the first half and 19 points in the second half. Obviously, combined for 38. But nobody else did anything. No. And that's, to me, that's the story of the game. Is it looked very much like, what, 2018 Bulls? Yes, absolutely. Like 2018 Zach, yeah. Yeah. You know, where he's, right, no Demar, this team's mine, I'm going to show you what I can do. And I just got to hope that somebody else can show me what they want to do. You know, we had the silly mistake from him, that turnover where he threw it into the crowd, didn't he? Um, yeah. But look, that's one one mistake. You can you can handle that mistake. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, well, ultimately, the last play of the game. You know, it's the big talking point yeah. at the minute. Um, it was always going to go to Zach. He had the hot hand. Obviously, Demar wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It was a very similar play to what we see Demar take. Yeah. I think, you know, credit Billy for not changing 
anything. Um, and yeah, so obviously what was about five point four seconds left. Yeah, Caruso inbounds it. Zach has said that he was going for a three. He was getting ready to pull up, felt the foul, so went for the continuation. Obviously, hoping they'd score and then get a trip to the line. Well, he, yeah, he would have got a trip to the line on that one, wouldn't he? Where the yeah. foul initially took place, he wouldn't have done that, would he? So that was. But the... see, this, this is this is the thing, right? And this is the the weird part of his justification of the whole thing, right? Let's say he gets called for the foul. If he doesn't score in the continuation, he's, he can still only get two points anyway. Yeah. With three points down. Yeah. So I think what he was hoping for when he was, obviously, he felt the foul, put the shot up, hope it goes in, and then get the trip to the line as well. Right, and okay. But let me ask you this, Matt, right? Let me ask you this. Let's throw this out there. If Zach felt the foul when he was in a position to take the three-point shot, why didn't he take a three-point shot and go for a four-point play? Yeah. Why would he continue to drive forward and get continuation from a two-ball instead of a three-ball? Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it was clearly a foul, and the last two-minute report is going to show that. Yeah, it was a foul. And even, look, we, was we it Wright, Delon Wright, whatever his name is? Yeah. Admitted to Zach afterwards, and if you actually watch it back, he's pointing to say that it was an on the floor foul, not a shooting foul. And then he realizes yeah. that the refs aren't watching, so he kind of puts his hands up and goes, Oh, no, keep quiet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it wouldn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know the, the way it played out, it wouldn't have meant anything whether it was called a foul or not, anyway. They still had a foul to give as well, didn't huh. they? Uh, yeah, they but, did. So, I mean, if he got called for a take foul, fine. They lose it, what, a second off the clock, and they set it up again. Yeah, you know, which gives us Bulls more than, a, well, a second chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, and, there's and, been... And other... then, they don't have a, then they don't have a foul to give on on the, the next inbounds. Yeah. And there's been a few things said um, about the play of, you know, why didn't he pass it out to Vooch? Vooch um, wasn't open. No, there was a player in the passing lane that would have intercepted any pass. Would have intercepted pa- exactly. Or would it would at least been up in in Vooch's face. Yeah, um, and Vooch wasn't in his spot either. No, Vooch can hit those clutch threes, and I've credited him with it in the past. But he needs to be dead on square in front of the bucket in order to have a better chance of hitting those shots. And he wasn't. He was on the curve. So. You know, yeah. under pressure, um, with a defender that would have been up on, on him in his face, I don't think Vooch hits that shot. Or at least he doesn't have as good a chance as Zach. No. And then the other thing that we kept getting last night was, why didn't he pass it to Caruso that was open? Right. And we've no. talked about this already. Yeah, no. Why was, why was Caruso <laughs> open? Because... because they wanted <laughs> Zach to pass the ball to Caruso. Because they wanted Caruso to take the shot. Yep, exactly. They had two players on Zach because they knew Zach could hit the shot and Zach was most likely to take the shot. So they left the man free in order to double-team Zach. They, the man that they left free was the right man 
to leave free yeah. from a defensive standpoint, which is Caruso, who was shooting like shit last night anyway. <laughs> Loved the guy. But, you know, shooting isn't his forte at the best of times, and he was having a particularly bad shooting night. But he was left wide open because they knew full well if he got the shot, he probably wasn't going to hit it anyway. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously Kobe was out there as well, wasn't he? And could have yeah. somehow worked the ball to him because he had pretty decent shooting night. But Possibly, possibly. You know, we we knew that the, it was going to go to Zach <laughs> and so did Wizards and that's yeah. why what happened happened. Anyway, away from all that. Yeah, I, I'm not even that cross with Zach or with the team in that moment. No, Look, because without Zach, we wouldn't have been that close. Right. But most importantly, we shouldn't have been that close. Even no. with Zach doing what he did. The game should have been done by the end of the third. Easy. Zach shouldn't have even been on the court in the fourth. Right. Because he's done what he needed to do and he's resting. You know, it should have been Dale and Terry out there. Yeah. Dragic out there. Whoever. Do you know what I mean? The bench, we didn't have many on the bench, but the bench should no. have been emptied. Uh, I think well, Michael Bill was there as because... well, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was closer to fouling out than anything else, wasn't he? So, he got, what, four fouls in three minutes and five and eight. Yeah. And it's like I said at the time, at least two of them were very, very contentious. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, the one where he, was it Kuzma, where sort of Drummond had jumped out, was stationary, and then Kuzma bumped into him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, you know, and the thing is Drummond comes in and he gets these fouls which, against him, which the other big at the other end is doing exactly the same thing and nothing's getting called. Yeah, but Dre just kind of has that kind of a reputation, you see, and yeah. that reputation carries throughout all the refs. And then the other foul, he got an offensive foul, didn't he? The foot on Kuzma as well, where he yeah. ran over him and Kuzma was regretting his decisions, big style. Well, that was an illegal screen, if you ask me, but... Yeah, I mean, because he wasn't set. No, he wasn't. And obviously they reviewed it, didn't they? And that's what yeah. got it overturned. Um, and I think, to be fair, that was that was the end of Drummond's night. Yeah. Kind of messed with his head, and he was out of the game mentally from that point. Uh, I mean, other players, like I say, we shouldn't have been in the Zach shouldn't have been on the floor in the fourth. A lot of them, you know, shouldn't have been, but the reason there was is because nobody else stepped up. Kobe, mm-hmm. possibly. Kobe did what you wanted from Kobe. Yeah, um, no, Kobe was okay, Kobe was fine. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody else was shocking. You know, any other game, Kobe's just put up what you expect from Kobe there. Mm-hmm. 13 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, three of five from three, and one turnover. You know, so that's a typical Kobe stat line for mm-hmm. this season. He was hustling, he was putting in solid D, but obviously his points weren't enough do you know what I mean in the yeah. grand scheme of things Vooch you know double double 15 and 10 but but they couldn't get the ball into him he was posting up did you see for a finish where he was posting up from he wasn't even in the paint no nah. he was posting no. up about two feet outside the key 
Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's just too far to have to back in. Yeah, I mean, I I was trying my hardest to give our player of the game to somebody else, but Zach just so he didn't have four in a row. <laughs> but, that's nothing against no Zach. It's just because I didn't want to come across as a homer or anything like that. But like you say, there was nobody else. Oh. Everybody was wanting, and I know this is going to hurt you, Patrick <laughs> Williams to step up. Pa- Patrick Williams dialed it in last night. He <sighs> was not on the court. Like, even when he, uh, there was one point he actually was on the court, and I had to physically look around, scan around the court to find him because I wasn't sure if he was even playing. I mean, he had a couple of big dunks, didn't he? He did, he did, and he seems to be getting kind of more and more um, consistent with doing that. But, but like, he was oh of two from three, right? But he yeah. had more than those two opportunities to shoot a three, yeah, and shied away from them. I mean, it's like I said at the start. What even is this team? And I think you can say about some of the players. You know, what even is this player? Yeah, and we've had various discussions about P. Will. We have. Um, obviously, I said at the start of the year I'll give him twenty games, and I admitted that I was staying on P. Will Island. But right now, I mean, he got player of the game for us against Nets, didn't he? He did, and do you know what? In in the wins that we picked up, the three wins, he looked really good. Yeah, but I think he's regressed in every game as well. Yeah. He's, you know, like the Celtics loss, he was pretty much non-existent in that as well. Um, you know, the Jazz game, you know, it, it was there, I guess. But last night, you know, people have said he's not going to progress on this team while people like DeRozan are there and Zach. But one thing that Zach does that DeMar doesn't is he gives... P will and I owe the ball and the opportunity. He does. Demar doesn't tend to do that as much because not, we get not, ISO Demar. Not so much last night with Zach, but certainly in most of his games. Yeah, you know, like, but oh, I don't know. It's just it's frustrating with P will because I want him to to be the player that everybody thinks he's going to be. Well, see, it's it's this whole thing between potential and realised potential, isn't it? Yeah. And the potential is there and we can all see it. We can all see it. And he just keeps teasing us with it because it looks like he's kind of realised his potential. And then it's like, oh, no, wait a minute. No, no, no. That was just a one-off or just a couple of games and... Now he's disappeared again. He's, he's he's become a ghost. Yeah, and and it's so frustrating. You, like, I, I mean, I love I love the guy. I love what I think he can bring, but it's getting harder and harder to stay positive when he pulls out games like last night where he's just non-existent. You just want to shake him, which I'm sure I'm sure there's players in the locker room that feel the same way. They probably really like the guy because he comes yeah. across like a really nice fella. Right, and they probably really like the guy, so they don't want to go too hard on him. I mean, he is still a young lad in that, but he needs to be shook. Yeah, mind I you, mean, there's probably Drummond's about the only one who could shake him, but 
He, does, he needs to be shook. Yeah, but he'd get called for a foul on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not off Peewell Island, but I just don't think he's going to be the player everyone thinks he is. He's not Kawhi Leonard the second. No. He's, you know, I've just got this... He's not that, and he's not a bust. As everyone keeps always starting to say again. So, are you thinking that he's going to be more of a role-playing bench player down the line as opposed to a starter? Uh, Someone you want on your team, but you don't necessarily want clogging up minutes for somebody else. Yeah, essentially like, I guess like a bit of a Jay Crowder, where teams will constantly pick him up, but never be excited about getting him, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and potentially when he runs out of contracts, it's like, well, who's going to pick him up? Is anyone going to pick him up? One of them kind of players. That's just how I feel about him at the minute. But in a week's time, I'll probably feel completely different because that's what this Bulls team's doing to me. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I think he'll be back to being Kawhi Leonard next week. Or something. Uh, yeah. And I oh. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't even know what to say about Io at the moment. I mean, another player who has serious potential and a really high ceiling, but he's—I don't know whether he's—he's he's hit the sophomore wall or what. <laughs> Same way as he hit the rookie wall <laughs> last year, but he just seems to be stagnated now again. Yeah, he keeps having a good game and then he has three bad games and then or yeah. not not bad games but like just like I love the way he's attacking the rim now right and yeah, he's like lightning but a lot of the time he's overshooting it from like right at the basket and missing the layup I would say he's becoming the king of the missed layup isn't he yeah well it's a bit of a battle between himself and Caruso I think but yeah oh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um you know, I, I personally, I think I've said it before. I think he's better off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Certainly for the, the start minute, of his career until he comes out a bit stronger and a bit older, maybe. Yeah, and I think that's the problem, or a problem with this Bulls team at the minute, is everyone that we've got that could start a point guard is better off the bench, Caruso right. included. You know, obviously Caruso got the start at the three last night in place of Demar. Yeah. And I said to you at the time, didn't I? I don't like it when Caruso starts. No. No, you, because, you said that a few times in the past as well. Yeah. Because he's just, you know, I love what he brings, but to me, he's not a starter in the league. He's, he's more effective when he can see how the game's going. Yeah. And then he steps in and goes, right, I'm going to take control of it a little bit now. I'm going to sort the D out. And when he's, I find when he comes in like that, he's better offensively as well. He tends to hit a couple of his threes a bit more and, you know, he hasn't got the offensive game to be a starter. That's, that's the issue, isn't it? uh, I mean, I think he, he's an, he's an awesome sixth man. Yeah. I mean... Well, there isn't really anybody else to talk about either, is there, after him? 
Oh, really? Uh, what, we had DJJ and Goran coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, they came in, they did a couple of things and that was it. So even Goran, to me, he's not regressed because he's obviously he's a veteran. He's, he's looking tired now. You know, we did a long summer. Still, you know, we still still get them little moments of amazingness yeah. from him. You know what I mean? There's little behind-the-back passes, but, you know, his three-point shooting is just non-existent at the minute. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't know, he's starting to look like the player we feared we were getting, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, I still think he's a little bit higher than that, but not by a whole lot. Yeah. Um, we certainly are seeing less and less of the uh, wizardmanship. <laughs> um, the magic is certainly gone a little bit. The, even even the connection with, with Drummond doesn't seem to be as consistent as it was. They're not even hitting the court together as much as they were, which obviously gets in the way of that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else on the players, but just a couple of things on the team. And it's the same problems again, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Rebounding for a start. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't get them long rebounds. They get the second second opportunity and they tend to score them yeah um, you know we actually outshot them from three point and hit more than them as well so we can't even use that as an excuse nope there, there is the, no excuse the one one stat that really stands out is the free throw discrepancy they ended up with 21 hitting 17 of them and we had nine, hitting six of them. They were all Zach as well, were they? Seven of them were Zach. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. You know, and most of them were and ones as well, weren't they? Yeah. Um, because he singles. just... Yeah. Uh, who else got him? DJJ, he got two as well. So he was the only other one to get. Yeah. You know, and whether that's on the officials or... I mean, obviously... Yeah, a lot of the fouls we gave were fouls, granted. But we've got to do more to get to the line as well. Absolutely. Again, especially against a G League team. They're not going to know how to defend. So we saw it with Zach. They didn't mm-hmm. know how to defend him when he got going. So they ended up fouling him. And you kind of want that from Kobe as well. And Ayo, the, the energy guys that are there, you need them going in. And yeah. trying to draw the foul. Absolutely. And we we were actually getting calls last night. Do you know when when <laughs> Zach drove the ball? Yeah. So why, like you know, you've got players like Io, Pat, uh, Caruso that can drive the ball, uh, Goran that can drive the ball. So drive in and draw fouls. Put them in foul trouble. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you get them in foul trouble early and they've got two choices. <laughs> they either keep sending you to the line or they start stepping back and letting you shoot. You know, it's that simple. Yeah. But, you know, that wasn't happening. Well, it, I mean, Zach was doing it, but it wasn't happening from anybody else. Yeah. And I've just got one other thing that I want to touch on 
from this game. It's not even it's the aftermath of the game. It's not actually from the game. Um, I mean, we've spoke about it already today anyway, just me and you, but we just wanted to put it out there. Uh, there's a couple of videos that we've seen going around on Twitter today. Yeah. Um, that has led to looking at the comments, the same old crap, basically, from like part of Bulls Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, the first video is the sort of camera feed from the the, the huddle of that last play. Right. And it's focused on Zach and Demar talking and you know, nobody knows what's been said because nobody's an expert lip reader that I've seen in the comments anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks to me like they're having a chat about maybe previous plays, what Demar's thinking Zach, you know, should be doing in that moment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Billy kind of comes from behind him and Demar turns away and walks off. And Zach turns and listens to what Billy's saying and then walks away, pulls his elbow sleeve up, sort of shrugs his head a little bit and then walks off. Mm-hmm. And the comments are, Zach wasn't happy with Billy, whatever Billy said. Demar has rolled his eyes as he's turned away, which to me, he didn't. He was looking up at the Jumbotron or anything, you know, the clock, whatever it was. It's just the way the camera caught it, I think, makes it look like he was rolling his eyes. Yeah, possibly, so now, yeah. You know, they're saying that this is, them two are against Billy. You know, people are saying that Zach's against Billy from the Magic game anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, Billy was animated, which is going to be in that moment, because there's five seconds left. You've got a player to tie the game. He's going to be shouting, because the arena's loud. He's going to be animated to get his point across of what he wants you to do. Yeah. So it's not like he was shouting at Zach to say, you are going to can do this, you are going to do that. It was just, you got this. sort of. That's how it looked to me anyway. You've got mm-hmm. this. And Zach kind of, the shrug to me looked like he was loosening up, like a boxer does when they walk into the ring. Yeah. You know, you loose, he's loosening up, loosening his neck, his shoulder, ready to hit a three-pointer, Yeah, hopefully, which he didn't. But yeah, um, you know, but, like I say, the comments are, uh, you know, there's a divide there. It's all this, it's all that. It won't, there were sort of comments this time last week, though, because since the blow up in Minnesota, everyone's saying that it's all sorted. There's the chemistry back and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. One bad loss, and all of a sudden, everyone's against Billy again. Um, And then the second video is filmed from a fan who was at the game of the huddle from a different. Um, different angle um, and it says it's like this is filmed at the start I can't remember who filmed it it's you know it's just like I say it was just a fan um, so I can't name names um, and it basically says where was Billy at the start of this huddle because it's highlighted on Caruso shouting at the team from you know as a from a coach's perspective I guess yeah um, and then Billy comes from behind the huddle, sits down and tells them what they want tells them what he wants them to do. And it's like, where was Billy? Why weren't he there at the start of it? And it, it's like so they, again, people are like, oh yes, you know, the team don't listen to Billy, the team don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Billy was talking with the rest of his coaching staff. 
right. trying to draw up that final play. That's what NBA coaches do. That's what basketball coaches do. Yeah. And the reason why Caruso was doing what he does is because the rest of the team aren't going to sit there like naughty schoolboys waiting for the teacher to come in and shout at them. <laughs> Somebody has to be saying something in that huddle because otherwise it's like, look at them all, sat there. They're not interested. Yeah. And, and we, all, we all know that Caruso has a natural aptitude for that side of the game. Yeah. You know, he's constantly been that kind of mentor and coach to the, to the players on the sideline all the time. It's not, it's yeah. not like it was just in that moment. He's done it since he stepped into the UC for the very first time. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, the people who are commenting on these videos aren't body language experts. They're not lip readers. They're just buying into this narrative that there's something wrong with this team. There's a divide in the team. And there might well be. But that wasn't it last night. No, and I and I, I have said that as well in the past, and I genuinely think that there was something wrong. I really do think there was. But I think the blow-up in Minnesota put it to bed, and they've moved on from it. Yeah. You know, and I just I just don't get this thing of... I mean, I, we've tried to answer what is what even is this team, and uh, nobody knows. No. Nah. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, you know, we don't know what Acme's planning... We don't know anything because that's how it works. What we see is what happens on the court at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, one bad loss and all of a sudden that's it. It's it's over again. And it's a sack Billy. It, Demar's not right for this team. Zach's not right for this team. Demar is right for this team, but Zach's not right for this team. Get rid of Vooch, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <laughs> I just just don't get it, you know. And the the mood around the team is low enough after a loss like that. It doesn't need things like that highlighting for me. No, it's just um, it's just stirring shit up, basically. Yeah, people trying to force their opinions onto. Which, you know, what we've just given is our opinion. Yeah, but, yeah no. And I get it, but it's just like, no, just, no, I don't, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if there's anything you want to say on them two videos that I haven't said, like, but. No, I mean, like you say, we discussed this earlier on, you know, we, we pretty much had an identical take on it. Um, so everything that you said there is pretty much what we were talking about earlier on, yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah, and like I say, you know, we've tried to answer what what even is this team, and yeah, I guess we're going to find out a little bit in the uh, in the next two games before Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got a very very winnable game tomorrow against OKC. Yeah. They're coming in on the second of a back-to-back, playing sixes tonight. Um, they're supposedly a tanking team who, at the minute, only sit one win behind us. So that's not a very good sign for us. This doesn't sound great, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they beat us last time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we've got Demar back or what, I don't know. But surely, even without Demar. <laughs> 
there's enough there to beat that team. Yeah, but that's what we said about the Wizards. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I mean. What even is this team? <laughs> because Pretty if much, you if you think that they that they are going to win the game, they're probably going to lose. And if you think that they should definitely win uh, lose the game, they're probably going to win. Yeah. And that's pretty much the way the season has gone. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's... I don't even think they're trap games anymore. They're just games that we know that we're not going to win. It's just... Because then we've got Warriors on a Sunday. Obviously both games have been at the UC. And yeah. the Warriors one is an early tip as well, isn't it? It's 2.30 Chicago time, 8.30 for us. Yeah. And then the flight to Paris after it. Mm-hmm. We don't compete with Warriors, do we? The Warriors have a skill set that is outside the boundaries of our defensive unit. <laughs> and the fact they've got Steph Curry back as well. Um, yeah. But then Warriors are all over the place. And then they'll come to us and they'll blow us out. Yeah. And make us look like a tanking team, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'll, uh, I'll ask you what do we do in these two games as in wins or losses yeah you got it right last week you said we'd win them both Sixers yeah. and Jazz I said we'd split them yeah um, so this is on you what you say now I'm I'm going to go put some money on <laughs> um, I'm going to say that we split them and I'm going to say that we actually bounce back and win against OKC. And then we lose against the the Warriors. But I think we'll look better against the Warriors than we do in a win against OKC. <laughs> if that makes right. any sense. <laughs> <laughs> So you're just a typical Bulls season. Then. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we'll win against OKC, but look bad doing it. A struggle, essentially. Yeah, and I think we'll lose against the Warriors, but look okay doing it. It will look like we actually want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hey, listen, I'm just plucking that out of the ether. I haven't really got any clue because how can you with this team? You just can't. <laughs> yeah, I um, okay, I don't know. I'll say we split them as well. And probably the same way. Yeah. Beat OKC, lose to Warriors. You know, before last night, if I was going to say to you, if we win them three games... The game in Paris would have put, if we won it, would have put us above 500. Oh, that would have been awesome. Whereas at the minute, we're four, four back, I think, is it? Four back? Yeah, 19 and 23. Okay. So, so while, you're on that, one... while you're on that thinking, right, and you've got that thought press thought process going on, when we go to Paris, as in we, as in the Bulls, go to Paris and play the lowly Pistons in Paris. Do you think we show up to win that game or not? Because I have a horrible feeling that we're going to get 
a wizard's performance against. Yeah, I was going to say up until last night, I'd have said, yeah, we turn up, we put on a performance for the fans that are paying hundreds of pounds to get there, or euros in your case. <laughs> You know, because that's what they want to do. They want to put on a show. That's the whole idea of them coming over. But after watching last night, I'm I'm scared of what's yeah. going to come. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, like I say, I wanted to end the end on a positive because it's been all shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the positive is it. there. Can't even get my words out now. That's how positive it is. The positive to finish is, as we've already mentioned, God knows how many times, this time next week, we will be in Paris watching Chicago Bulls take on Detroit Pistons. Yes, we will. And that is a massive positive for both of us. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've started to put it out on the socials and I don't know if anyone who's going is listening to this but obviously like we've said we're all we're up for meetups definitely and basically just soaking up the whole experience of it all um, as well as the game obviously which is the main main thing yeah it yeah. was but, kind but of I mean it's turn the whole thing into an experience like I mean we don't sleep much at the best of times anyway do we so I mean yeah. if, we, if we have to pull an all nighter anyone that's interested or prepared to do it we'll, we'll go I mean we'll go all night if we have to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like we we said the other day, just think of Rodman in Vegas. Yeah. That's how we, I mean, I don't drink, so I won't be up on that, but... Um, I don't drink like I used to, so... <laughs> yeah, but I'll I'll still go, to, go wherever the party is, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously the game on Thursday... And then fly back Friday, early hours. Well, not early hours, but early enough when you've had no sleep. Um, so, yeah, like I say, anyone's listening who is going, let us know and uh, we'll see what we can do. And, yeah, um, what we aim to bring an episode to start of next week. Yep. Scheduled, depending. Absolutely. Um, where we'll talk about the two games over the weekend and rub it in some more that we're going to Paris this, well, next week. Well, yeah. Um, Days away. Yeah. Like I say, this time next week, we will be there. The game will be on. So, yeah, I've got nothing else. Don't know if you have. Uh, no, not really. Um, there's no point in in drudging through this any longer. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's as bad as it is and, and we'll just try and move forward and hopefully the team does the same. Yeah. And as usual, um, you know, thanks for listening. Let us know in the comments what you think and uh, shout out Troy for his comment on Spotify. Much appreciated as usual, Troy. Um, and yeah, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil and you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. We appreciate you choosing to hang out with us here at the CRedUK podcast. We know you've got lots of different podcasts to uh, to try and squeeze in. So managing to fit us in is always going to be appreciated. Uh, we'll try and keep it a Chicago Bulls thing for you as much as we can. And if you wish, please subscribe, rate and review us. 
Until next time, wherever you are in the world, see red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.